Hello and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Universe podcast. Today I'm really excited. I'm joined by frequent co-host uh, uh, and guest Erin McGowan, who, as, if you listen to any of the episodes that she was on for Bad Batch or anything else, you may have heard her talk about her work as Lady Tano Creates uh, and doing cosplay. Well, today we're actually be talking about cosplay itself. During the strike, because we're looking at other parts of Star Wars outside of the stuff that's on screen, you know, it's been a chance to really explore all the incredible stuff that's happening, both books and novels, but also creators. We talked about lightsabers, and today we're going to talk about cosplay, which is, I think, quickly becoming one of the biggest parts of the kind of Star Wars fandom in some really wonderful ways and raises some great questions. So let me just start by saying, hello, Aaron, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. So glad to be back on the podcast. I feel like yeah. we've tried to record so many times together over the last like few months and just it we always have. misses. But here we are. Yeah, totally hear you. It's always been one of our works or something we got sick or whatever, but here we are. And I remember every time I'd have you on, I'd always say, oh yeah, one day I want to talk to you specifically about cosplay. And so let's just kind of dive into that. And let me kind of just start by asking like, what is cosplay? Like what, what? For people who just don't really know, like, people dress up. Like, what what is it, though? Yeah, the way I typically explain it to people who I, like, mention it to is it's kind of like you dress up as one of your favorite characters from a book or a movie or a video game or a TV show or, like, comic, like, anything like that. And you just dress up and most people will, like, make a lot of the stuff themselves. So it's, like, crafty and, like, creative. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way to, like connect with your artistic side and like be a nerd yeah no, i hear that like I, one thing is it, it feels like when i talk to people about it it's a way to not just be a passive viewer or reader of this media but to actively engage with it in different ways yeah totally is that a fair statement yeah and it it makes it so much more real because now you're interacting with other real people who are into the same stuff you are and you can, mm -hmm. like, set up photo shoots with people. So it's like you're both these two characters that, like, interact with each other in media. And now it's like you're having that same interaction, but it's, like, real, but it's a little different. It's just really cool. It's fun. Nice. Nice. That is awesome. So how did you get into it? What got you started? Um. Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. But I was at the Hot Air Balloon Festival in New Mexico. Okay, a known part of the Star Wars community. Go on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but they had two Star Wars balloons. They had a Yoda and a, and a Darth Vader balloon. Mm -hmm. And so obviously I wanted to go see those take off. So I went to like go see them. I was kind of standing and watching them blow it up. And they kind of set up a perimeter with cones. And then just like a troop of probably 10 or 15 like cosplayers just came out. And there was a ton of stormtroopers. There was like a TIE fighter pilot. There was like a sand trooper. There was um, Mara Jade was there. Someone was Zori Bliss. Bushk was mm -hmm. there. Um, obviously Luke, Leia, Han, yep. Old Ben. Just like a ton of people. And I was like, this is so cool. I like yeah. I didn't have much going on in my life at the time. Um, so I was like, this is something I can fixate on. Like, I want to be nice. like them. And so I remember I went back to our, uh, camper cause it's like camping space only. I went back to our mm -hmm. camper and I just sat on my phone for probably like three hours just oh, looking awesome. at like other cosplayers and then looking for like, um, costumes to buy, just like something to start with, you know? Yeah. And so I did that day buy like a $80 Ahsoka cosplay off of Amazon. Nice. 
Nice. Well, and so that's, I guess, my next natural question is, did you know right away you want to do Ahsoka? Did you think about other characters? How did it go from I want to cosplay to I want to be Ahsoka? It's always Ahsoka. It's always been okay. Ahsoka. <laughs> like, yeah. she just means so much to me. Like, I've said this before, but when the show started, her and I were kind of similar ages. She was, like, a little mm. older than me, but, like, I just grew up kind of along the time that she did. Like, literally, yeah. when the seventh season came out, I was 18, I think. Mm. And she was 17. So, like, it's very fun just to grow up with a character that you see so much of yourself in and so many things you want to be. Yeah. And, yeah, so it just has to be Ahsoka. <laughs> that makes sense. Have you thought about cosplaying others, or has it just always been, like, this is just what you're doing? I have, and I will, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right now, I am working on, like, an original character. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like a smuggler pilot. I think she works for the Hut Cartel. Um, and she's a Twi'lek. But she's right. flesh-toned, so she's my skin color. Because I'm going to Dragon Con in, like, two and a half weeks now. Mm-hmm. Which is just this huge Comic-Con in Atlanta. And it's four days. And I do not want to put Ahsoka on four days in a row. Because guys, let me tell you, it takes at least four and a half hours, and I just and that's go. A lot of body body paint in Atlanta in August and September does not sound very fun. No, horrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna do Ahsoka for two of the days, maybe three. Mm-hmm. I'll see how I feel. But also with the colored contacts for her, my eyes can get kind of irritated. So mm-hmm. I'm bringing that original character. Um, I still have a lot of putting together to do. Like I have her pants yeah. and I have her shirt. But yeah, I have a lot of ideas. I just haven't done any of it yet. But this next yeah. week, I am house sitting. So I will just be sitting here alone with my cosplay things. And I plan to spend nice. all of my free time just doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. I, I have a lot of friends who've gone to Dragon Con. I've heard amazing things about it over the years. I really look forward to seeing your pictures and videos and stuff and how all that goes. Yes. And is that a common is that a common thing for people to not just cosplay like known characters or even i know often a lot of people like doing like the really unknown kind of obscure characters but also just to make up their own characters who exist in the universe totally i would say Mm. most cosplayers at least that i follow on instagram and things like that and anywhere from people with fifty thousand followers to like 150 you know i follow a bunch of different people and most people will create their own original character because it's just fun, you know? Yeah. Like, you have these ideas or something you think is cool, but it doesn't fit into this character that you want to cosplay as. Or, like me, you just want something a little easier. So most um, cosplayers that I follow have at least, like, two original characters. Sometimes yeah. more. Just, like, other fun stuff. Like, sometimes it's this Sith character from, like, the Old Republic, and it's just really Mm -hmm. cool to see people's take on things. Yeah. One thing I've seen a lot, more so with some Marvel characters and things like that, but I think also a good deal with uh, Star Wars is something like, you know, Ahsoka as a pirate, you know, or, like, Mm -hmm. a steampunk Sith or stuff like that. I think that's also really cool is when they take, like, one particular character, but then put it into a different aesthetic and, like, see how that fits together and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. Things like that are very cool. I've seen... um, like clone ahsoka's before Mm -hmm. so she has like the 332nd you know face markings on the helmet and then her mantras are sticking out the top and that's that's really cool to see uh yeah i've seen a bunch of fun stuff some people do like summer ahsoka and she just has Mm -hmm. like a little dress and stuff like that 
I love that. I love that. And you talked about like first buying a costume or cosplay. Well, is it? Would you call the stuff a costume, or is that considered like not appropriate? I mean, I don't speak I'm for the whole you community. To the, <laughs> I'm saying I, I'm asking you, a person who's been doing this for a year or two, to be the sole voice and expert on something people do all over the world than essential organizations. So I got have this, fun. guys. Yeah, yeah. I've been at this for nine months. Let me speak for us all. I don't care, personally, Yeah. if people outside of the cosplay community say costume or cosplay. I also don't care if cosplayers say that, but typically most of us would use the phrase cosplay. I think mm-hmm. there's some people who would might call it a costume, but most people would call right. it like a cosplay or like an outfit, maybe even. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care if people say it like, oh, costumes, right? Because it's like, well, in the long of short of it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, makes sense. Well, because the larger question I was going to have, and I... Your answer on that, I think, lets me know what your answer on this is probably going to be, but I still want to hear it, uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Like, you talked about how the first one you bought, and now later you're making them. Mm-hmm. What's the difference for you? Does one feel more authentic, or is it about being more connected to it? Or Because I know, again, that's a big topic of debate. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you go to Spirit Halloween and come up with something, you know, is that, you know, valid? Does it have to be from a specific people who make these official cosplays, or do you have to make it yourself to be in the club? Like, how does that all work? Yeah, I think I don't care, you know, like if you want to be involved, that's great. If all that means for you, you don't have the time or the artistic like drive to try to make something yourself. Sure. Just go buy one online. And especially for like a lot of superhero characters, Mm -hmm. it's a bodysuit and a wig, you know? Yeah. And then you find some cool shoes. Like it can Mm -hmm. be pretty easy. And those cosplays still look great. Like I some of my friends have. God, probably like 30 more cosplays because mm-hmm. they cosplay primarily superheroes. Right. And so you can have six different versions of Catwoman and they're all different and cool, mm-hmm. but it's like all you have to do is buy a cool bodysuit on Amazon and like tailor it. They're all still artistically yeah. talented and they do other really cool things and add to their cosplays in other ways, but I think there's no shame in buying the base. Like for me, yeah. I still use that pleather dress that came with my original Ahsoka uh, costume. Well, I'm calling it a costume because uh-huh. it was made for Halloween, you know? <laughs> um, but I don't have the uh, sewing talent to make myself a dress yet. And yeah. I... It's on my list of things to do. There's plenty of patterns online I can follow, but I'm not going to go at it until I can successfully sew a pair of leku without wanting to rip all my hair out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear that. I think, that's, I think that's really helpful for people to hear because I think there's often a sense that cosplay has this very high barrier, barrier to entry, you know? And I think there's incredible cosplay online. But I know that, like, there are people who have, like, you know, millions of followers and get just, like, huge recognition because their costume, their their cosplay is just, you know, every piece is perfect and has been machine soldered and, like, come up with over years and years. And I think sometimes people can feel like that's a very high bar, therefore, to cosplay. Of like, oh, I don't have the time or I don't have the money. But it sounds like from what you're saying, like, the bar to cosplay is actually a lot lower than that. Yeah. For me, I mean, of course, there's people who this is their hobby. Like, some people, this is their job. Like, they're hired for events and things like that. So they have the time and effort and resources to put into that. Mm -hmm. If you're like me, I don't make a ton of money, you know? So I do my best with what I have. I happen to be really 
artistically driven and I get excited about building these things. So I yeah. do take the time to go do it myself, uh, which is a lot cheaper than like commissioning someone else or like buying these things. Yeah. It's cheaper and in my opinion, more fun to do some of it yourself. But yeah, like you were saying, I think the bar is pretty low. Most people aren't really going to care as long as you're like not walking around like I'm the best person here. Like no one's going right. to like you if you do that, regardless of how your cosplay is, you know? Also super Just true. like as long as you're friendly and cool and don't like down other people to make yourself feel better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't really heard people at cons ever really like trashing other people's cosplays or anything even if it's like we're wearing the same one mine is clearly more handmade than yours mm-hmm. hey i love your ahsoka like you look great like i wish my lightsabers right. were that way you know there's still other things like there's no it doesn't matter you know yeah well this does help me feel a lot better about the um obi-wan uh amazon uh cosplay i got a while ago that has just stayed in my closet because i'm sure if i felt comfortable enough wearing it so i'm glad for that yeah uh we love for when it. they make it but what, I mean, a lot of what you're saying to me, it resonates with why I podcast and mm-hmm. with why like people who I talk to who make fan art or who write fan fiction or things like that. Like, I think it feels like it's different art forms, but these are all just different ways of engaging with the fandom that we love and engaging with the properties that we love. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think cosplaying as Ahsoka has changed, has it affected or like changed your feelings about Ahsoka as a character? I don't know, actually. I feel like, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty hard on myself, like, I'm very much of a perfectionist. So when mm-hmm. I see my Ahsoka cosplay, I don't really see Ahsoka because there's things that I know, like, are a little different or could be better. Mm-hmm. But also, like, when I'm at cons and I'm just walking around and everyone's like, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, can I take a picture? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. That feels great. You know, give them a little snippy line. Give yeah. them a smirk. Like, it's fun to, like, act up and, like, play as her a bit. But I don't feel like I've been doing it for long enough to feel that I've really, like, got the character down. Because it's hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes that way. And some people wear a cosplay and act like themselves. And some people wear a cosplay and just are the character 1,000%. Which is also fun. You know, it's just where different people are. Right. And to you, it sounds like it's much more, you are Eren, cosplaying as Ahsoka. But when someone you're not talking as Ahsoka when someone asks you for your picture or something like that, it's talking as as Aaron. Yeah, like I mean, if some kid asks to take a picture, I'll be like, "Oh, yeah. are you a youngling?" You know, like throw him something cute like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's it's me. Mm-hmm. My cosplay looks great. I'm cosplaying as Ahsoka, obviously, but I'm not going to be uh-huh. like, "Hi, I'm Ahsoka. What's your name?" Like I'll, I'll tell you my name. I'm not going to introduce myself as my Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah. Do you get moments where, like, you run into people cosplaying characters who are very important in Ahsoka's life and you kind of ha- – ha- like, not role-playing necessarily, but there's some of that, like, oh, hey, Rex, or, you know, like, mm-hmm. have some beef with Barra Sophie or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. what happens when you run into those other cosplayers? Okay. So when I went to Twin Cities Con last November, that was my first ever con. Um, I didn't even have contacts for her yet, so my eyes were just mm-hmm. brown, which, looking back, drives me crazy, but I know nobody else noticed. Yep. Anyways – I was wrapping up. I was getting ready to leave. I hadn't really seen many Star mm-hmm. Wars cosplays. Like, a few. Like, I had taken a picture with someone who was, like, yeah. the Mandalorian and just, like, fun stuff like that. Uh, and they had an R2-D2 droid there. That was really cool. Nice. Took a little nice. video with him. 
But yeah, I was kind of ready to head out, like literally by the door about to leave. And I hear someone behind me go, hey, Snips. And I turn around and it's Anakin. Nice. And I go, Anakin, I've been looking for you all day. <laughs> and he's like, I've That's been awesome. looking for you. He's like, I saw so many Ahsokas yesterday when I was Kylo Ren. And then I didn't see any until right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, we got to take a picture. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it, um, did you grow up going to Ren fairs? Casually. Like every okay. three, four years, we'd probably go. Because I was someone who, I went a little bit as a teenager, mostly went in college and then after that. And a lot of people just, you know, would put on a costume for a day, you know, or, you know, just like be in jeans and a lace, lace-up shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's 110 degrees often. And so the cop, but, you know, people go in like full, I don't I don't know if Renfair garb and cosplay are this like they they seem kind of like you know there's a Venn diagram that overlaps between the two quite a bit, mm-hmm. but I know that for some people they would some people just as people going there would would uh, you know the the, the people were the staff they they were their character the whole time yes. but other people would really get into their character and still they you know be interacting with everybody else and things like that and I just I'm reminded of that when I see. Um, I'm so terrible at remembering TikTokers' names, and if you remember it, please write in the comments on or comment on the post that I make about this episode. But there's an amazing person who basically cosplays as a human resources officer for the Empire, and so I she love like her. right, and she like she'll be at cons and she'll go up to other cosplayers and be like, you know, oh, Mr. Vader, you know, you you had this human resources violation, you you murdered one of your employees, you need to go sit in a uh, uh, you know a training about how to be nicer to your employees and stuff like that, and it's just I, I just love that level of interaction that happens between cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, it's Dolores from Imperial HR is what she calls herself. Nice. Okay. I'll definitely make sure to include a link to that in the show notes. Her Instagram is Sunflower Stardust. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just hilarious. And it's a lot of it's on her own. And it's funny because I know like even when you and I were podcasting about the Bad Batch, we'd often talk about like, oh, look at the OSHA regulations. Like there's no handles on that big pit. And that's exactly the kind of stuff she follows up Mm -hmm. on. And it's just great. Talk more about the community because it sounds like there's the kind of two different communities you're interacting with, right? The There's all the fans who are kind of like, oh, my God, you're so good. Let me take a picture. And then also all the fellow cosplayers. What, what are those kind of two communities like and either how they interact and overlap or are separate? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about how they're different because, like, yeah, it is different. Like, if I see another mm-hmm. cosplayer and we get along and, like, I like what they have you know like i'll get their instagram mm-hmm. and then we'll like interact through there but yep. if it's just a random person who's like i love your cosplay can we get a picture i mean i'm probably not going to get their instagram handle or really yep. see them ever again but like i would say i interact just as friendly with either people mm-hmm. you know there's just most people who just want a picture just want a picture there's not much more conversation to have which is fine like that doesn't offend me or anything you know yeah um so yeah i would say Taking pictures with people is, like, a weird ego-boosting interaction, I guess. It's just like, yeah. ooh. Um, but then, yeah, actually meeting other cosplayers is how you kind of build actual community, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it sounds like there's not, like, competition between, like, who's going to be the better Ahsoka. It's just all very supportive kind of giving community like that. Yes. Unless there's a competition. Because sometimes mm-hmm. they do, like, have, like cosplay costume contests um yeah. at the con and they just rate whoever they think was the best who signed up that day you know but mm-hmm. of course that's like 
neither here nor there. But yeah, in general, yeah. it's yeah. If you see another person who's dressed like you, you just do the Spider Man pointing at each other. You're not like oh, that's I'm awesome. better. <laughs> like yeah. No, it's really cool. It really seems like it's such a, a fun uh, way for people to express that love of fandom, you know, these kind of ways. Totally. One thing I've also really seen, because the Magic Gathering community is probably the place that I go to the most events, you know, for cons and stuff like that. And there it's been a real shift where it used to just be uh, competitions, tournaments. Now that's still the main thing, but there's also this convention aspect to it. And the cosplay of it has really gotten great. And it's it's interesting as well to see how much it's often people, not just like what character do I look like, what character can I pull off, but like who, how do I want to express myself through this character? You know, which is a character who I feel connected to? Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. And that's what most of it is about is like any cosplayer you ask when it's like, hmm, who should I cosplay? Someone easy, someone hard. It's like mm -hmm. cosplay someone you're really excited about. And if that's right. something you make up yourself, great. Make up your right. own cosplay, you know, because if you're not excited about it and it's not a character that you like or identify with, you're not going to be excited about it. It's going to take you forever to do it. You're never going to want to wear it, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I remember when I first was looking at options, you know, I have a very large head and like hats and wigs almost never fit me. And so my first thought was, OK, let me find who's a redheaded character who mm -hmm. I could cosplay as, you know, and then kind of realized like, no, that's not how I want to approach it. Because I think, like you said, you want to make it more about like who you are and things like that. Yeah. Now, another thing I want to ask about this kind of uh, start with a question, but kind of expanded some other stuff. When you talk in fandoms, it does seem a lot of times like cosplay is sometimes looked down on by, you know, some of the other parts of fandom as like not real or like, you know, it's people who are fake fans and all that kind of. <laughs> and forgive me, I, I'm not supposed to curse on my own uh, pot, uh, <laughs> podcast. Forgive me. Um, and I don't want to get in, like, I think there's no merit to those arguments whatsoever, but I'm curious if someone's in the community, where do you think that comes from? Or why do you think it is that cosplay especially gets targeted like that? I'm going to be honest, I didn't know cosplay was targeted like that. Like, I've, oh, never, well, okay. I've never heard that. I mean, from, like, regular people, of course, they're like, aren't they nerds? Isn't that just weird people? It's like, of right. course, I'm expecting that reaction. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, some casual fans are probably like, eh. But I mean, even earlier today, I was listening to a podcast that's just hosted by these two white guys in Manhattan, and uh -huh. like, they're very casual Star Wars fans, but they went to the con just for fun to interview some people, and he was talking about like how cool it was to see everybody, like, even normal people find it really cool, like, people who are casual yeah. fans can find it really cool. If people want to have their stick up about it, a stick up their butt about it, that's fine, yeah. but I mean... Yeah, I've never really noticed any shaming awesome. or aggression from other parts of the fandom. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And granted, a lot of I think the stuff I saw was some time ago, like five, ten years ago, and it may well be that it's just been getting better in that regard, or people are just shutting down those trolls a lot more often, and that's awesome. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. Um, the other question that I wanted to kind of get into somewhat, and again, I think it's a very sensitive one, and I want to kind of you know let you talk about however you want to talk about it. Um. The cosplay, I think, as as fandom and all that is awesome. Obviously, you know, like in any community, there are parts that will take it in lots of different directions. And same with like, you know, fan fiction and stuff like that. There's some who take it in uh, more like, you know, kind of like, look how sexy I can look as this particular character. All the way from people who are just, you know, being the character and um, but playing, you know, having fun being like a flirty, sexy version of it. All the way to people who, you know, make quite a lot of money doing OnlyFans and stuff like that in costumes and things like that. And 
want to be really clear, I think that, you know, I, I'm at least coming at this and from talking to you, I, I think you're the similar of like, there's nothing wrong with sex work. There's nothing wrong with, with the OnlyFans of it or, or any part of that. But I'm, but I, th- I do know that like within cosplay, it starts a lot of debates and discussions about like, how does this affect everything else and, and all that? And I would love to kind of just throw it open to you about kind of what's your feelings on, on all that as someone who's come into this con- uh, community fairly recently. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's like, I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. people have their kinks and they're into certain stuff. So I understand why there would be a market for cosplay themed OnlyFans content and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it can get weird and gross. Like, mm-hmm. the only things I've ever seen that are Star Wars related are usually like, Luke and Leia or like Leia and Vader and I'm like that's mm-hmm. incesty and gross I hate mm-hmm. it um but yeah and of for of course like don't do anything sexual in a costume of a character that's underage like that's just mm-hmm. gross like if it's a kid like ew like yeah I mean this isn't Star Wars related but like if someone did like a sexy Dora ew yeah like I just think that's all gross personally mm-hmm. and i think that it when you market something like that people then apply that to that character as a whole and that's where like the other problem is like i understand that people there's a market and people want to make content like that and that's cool i don't have a problem with that specifically but it's the fact that all the people who watch that on OnlyFans then take that mindset not all the people but many people and then apply it mm-hmm. to just any cosplayer they see online or in person and so like just the comments like can get really gross like you can post something fully in armor like all casual and people will be like mm-hmm. objectifying you anyways and just saying like gross things and it's um that's pretty bad i hate yeah. that um but i feel like a lot of cosplay has just been fetishized where a lot of people just assume it's meant to be sexy um it's right. not it's for fun my character's under 18 please leave me alone and like yeah. don't dm people like don't ask people if they have like an only fans or something like it would be in their bio like they would be marketing oh god have, have you gotten stuff like that um yeah i mean somebody also yeah just don't like send me things please don't dm me pictures oh jesus um not like of themselves but just like of my character in like very sexual ways and i was like i don't mm-hmm. want to see that like ew yeah like, now I'm uncomfortable because you're thinking mm-hmm. about that and you're thinking about me and I want no part of that. And now I'm blocking you. <laughs> like, yeah. And that, 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 I feel like that, what you're getting at is really what's the heart of it is that's about consent. You know, it's that like if somebody wants to show a lot of skin as part of their con- costume, that's not necessarily sexy. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to be sexy as part of their costume, that's great too. But in any of those circumstances, they're the one controlling it. It's, it's when, as you say, that like people are like, you know they're putting the sexuality onto your character even though it's not something you're doing or mm-hmm. you know encouraging in the slightest yeah and it also gets to be problematic in even at like cons and stuff it's never happened to me but other cosplayers i follow have talked about things like that where it's like people will just come up to you and like touch you and just like be gross because it's like that character is yeah. their fantasy or whatever so that right. like like one of the ahsokas had like somebody come up and start like petting her like leku and she oh, was like, Jesus. I could see that he was, like, getting off on it. And it was, like, so gross. Because, like, especially with Ahsoka, you can't hear anything under your leku. So you're kind of 
blind mm. a little like you don't really know what's going on around you and just to like turn around and see something like that is just so gross and disgusting like leave people alone like yeah. you were saying before consent <laughs> like I, I know one of the sayings is often used at comic cons and stuff like this it, you know and they'll put a lot of places you know co- cosplay is not consent you know and that i and this is true about like all parts of society for sure but mm-hmm. just the idea that like if a person does something in a way that causes a arousal in you that that's therefore that that they wanted to do that or they're making an invitation to you or an opening of any kind and that's yeah. just complete nonsense and it's it's both not surprising but it's also i think sad that uh that that does happen in cosplay and it's good to talk about and yeah. make people aware of yeah because i often think in something like that like to me every you know you can say like okay only that's a small group of people who do it but that person's probably there with a group of their friends you know and it's like to me, I think as fans, that's one of the things we have to be most most wary of is like not just like don't do that, but like if one of your fans does that, don't like laugh at him and just say, oh, you're good. Be like, no, dude, stop it. That's not OK. Yeah. yeah. And that gets hard, too, because there's these things called like troops where it's kind of like a. Almost like a club that you're a part of, like you have to get mm-hmm. your cosplay approved by it and then you go to events together and do stuff like that. So I've heard other cosplayers talk about like, yeah, well, when you're trooping, like you have to be in character and you can't tell people off like that. So you like need to find a way to like, you need to find a way to be like, hey, don't do that. Like, that's not okay. But you can't come off aggressive at all. Yeah. So it's just like hard. But like. Mm -hmm. In that situation, like, thankfully, one of her friends was there and was like, yo, get back. Like, yeah, kind of told him off for her. But yeah, mm-hmm. she was saying that gets really difficult because people just sexualize things so much and just will say these things to you and you can't necessarily retaliate in the way that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I guess in whole for me, like sexy cosplay or like things like that, just keep it at home unless it's mm-hmm. with like a partner is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, you can enjoy content like that at home, but, like, don't put it on other people. Right. Yeah, so, uh, and just to be clear, you're not saying, like, if someone wants to come in a, like, street legal but sexy version of something that's an adult character, like, oh, that's what, it, it, yeah. it, you're, you're talking about the sexualization of other people's cosplays. Yes, that's, a, sorry, I'm saying, like, keep it at home as, like, a viewer. Like, keep your thoughts and opinions right. of, like, something being sexual to yourself, you know? Like, yeah. of course, yeah, people can do whatever they want, whatever take they want on a character. It can be, like, super sexy. I don't care, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, like you were saying, that is not necessarily consent to be sexualized, which is yeah. exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the happier part of all this. But <laughs> I think it's good we, we talked about that some. So t- tell me more about kind of what you've learned as, as being in, in terms of, like, you know, stuff you've learned about either technically about how cosplay works or about just what it means to you. Like... Where do you think your feelings have, have – what yeah, what have you learned in Nine Months of Cosplay? Yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot about foam and glue. <laughs> yep. I've learned a lot about patterns because for my first several Leku, uh, I purchased, like, a pattern off of Etsy. You know, lots of cosplayers yeah. will sell their patterns with, like, instructions. And you just follow it, and then you have a product that looks pretty good. Um but, I mean, they're never perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's not on, like, the person who made the pattern. It's just, like, it's really hard to recreate something like that, in my opinion. Yep. Mm-hmm. In a perfect way that would make me feel, like, super excited and happy. So, yeah. I recently 
decided I'm going to remake her Leku again. I don't know if I'll have it done in time for Dragon Con, but mm-hmm. um, basically this one I'm building from scratch and I'm like trying to learn how to pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a cosplayer, which is another thing about the community. Most cosplayers, even with a lot of followers, like if you have questions about cosplay and you ask in a respectful way, they're probably going to respond. That's awesome. Like I've gotten huge, like, giant block responses on instagram of like resources and tips and tricks from someone mm. with sixty thousand followers and i'm That's like amazing you don't need to be doing this to me like it took her a week to respond but like mm-hmm. she really took the time to do that for me and send me links of like body paint in america she likes because the best body paint is made and sold in germany you can't get it here mm. so but i know she's in california so i'd asked her about it because most of the other cosplayers i follow are german or live mm. in Europe. It's huge in Germany. It's a really big community over there. And so um yeah, like I'll just reach out and be like, "Hey, like I really like the way you make your leku. How did you make the montrals?" And mm-hmm. they respond, "Hey, I use expanding foam kind of like over a base of cardboard and you just shave it to the right uh shape." Which is just super cool that people are so willing and like happy to give advice like that. And so one cosplayer I interact with pretty frequently is, oh, I'm going to say it wrong. Um, I think it's Shari, Shari cosplay. Uh-huh. I'll show you the spelling in just a second here. Okay. But and we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. But, um, okay. It's S-H-R-Y-E cosplay. Okay. Her name's Julie Ko. And... She had kind of a tutorial of how to make your own Togruta Leku because she has a bunch of original mm-hmm. characters who are Togrutas, so she just has figured it out. And I've been following along online to like the kind of tutorial she did, but I also have been having trouble finding a paint that doesn't stiffen up the Leku. So I just messaged her mm. and was like, hey, like da da da. And she was like, yep, the trick is like water down acrylics, like test it out first, make sure you have the right consistency. Like that's what you got to do. And she responded in like a few hours. And now like as I'm posting things, she follows me. As I'm posting things on my story, she's Mm -hmm. being like, hey, the shape looks great. Like I'm so excited to see it. That's amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like it's just crazy. Like if you interact Mm -hmm. with people enough in like a respectful way and they see you're also putting an effort and doing cool stuff, like a lot of big cosplayers will follow you back and interact with you i think that's just that's just such a great part of fandom you know um they're not the same by any means but like when i was getting started as a podcaster i reached out to the people who run the mcu cast and some of the other stranded panda podcasts and they were super supportive in that same kind of way and like had me on as a guest and like Mm -hmm. you know started blowing up you know when i was doing things and so yeah i just love seeing that kind of support within the community uh and i think it really helps i think to me, if nothing else, like, I hope people are listening to this, you know, if there are the ideas of, like, it's very kind of, like, gatekeepery or stuff like that, it sounds like none of that's the case. Yeah, no, it's not. And, yeah, I've seen bigger cosplayers talk about this, too. It's, like, I'm happy to share tips and tricks. Like, some mm-hmm. people will post tutorials. Some people are, like, honestly, it takes so much effort to do it. I don't have the energy to film it. And that makes yeah. sense, too. <laughs> so, fair. like, that's super cool, too, you know? But they do say, like, just don't take an idea without crediting or a lot of people mm. will message and say like hey i love your original character can i cosplay them it's like no make yeah. your make your own like that's my mm-hmm. character i'm marketing that like please don't yeah like that's something i put all of my effort and time and soul into 
So just like taking things without giving credit or just taking things that you shouldn't take really sucks and happens sometimes in the community. Right. Because the idea is that like the stuff that's been on screen and the books, that's kind of out in the public and and paid for. But yeah, that makes total sense. Makes total Mm -hmm. sense. Well, as a last question, then I would say like, what would be for someone who wants to get into cosplay, like what would be kind of like your couple, like the, you know, quick, quick advice to someone who's like, I want to be in a cosplayer, but I have no idea where to get started. Yeah. I mean, just do whatever feels right for you. Like, obviously, if you're like, I want to do this, find a character that you're really excited about. And -hmm. it's okay if they're complicated because you don't need to get it perfect the first time. I mean, if you're going to cosplay like a Halo character for the first time and you want to build all that armor yourself, like, that's a big undertaking. (laughs) Like, yeah, might want to think about something a little simpler. But also, if that's what you're ready for, do it. Like, you can find patterns, you can find tutorials online. It's probably going to take you a little longer than something simple like Han Solo, you know? But if that's what you're excited about, do it. Like, for me, I chose a pretty complicated cosplay. Like, when I showed up to my first con, uh, the guy asked my friend, oh, is it your first time here? She's like, yeah, I've never been to one. And he looked at me and he was like, I'm sure, like, you're a veteran. Like, you've clearly been here before. And I was like, I've never been to a Comic-Con and this is my first cosplay. He was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) So, but like for me, I just had the passion and excitement for that. I don't care that it takes me hours to put on the makeup because it's so cool when I have my eyes like the right color and like everything's together. And it's like, wow, like I really look like her. (laughs) Uh huh. I love it. I love it. Well, Aaron, it's been so great having you on. Thank you so much. Um, We're going to have a little more uh, from you in the Patreon section. But for everybody else, uh, where can they find you? Find all your great cosplay and all that. Yeah, I'm at Lady Tano Creates, um, both on Instagram and on TikTok. I haven't posted on TikTok in a little bit. I keep filming uh, things and just not posting them because it's too much effort to go back and add subtitles or like a voiceover. So mm, I feel that I'm hoping to actually post something this week. I have some fun stuff I'm working on, but my Instagram is still decently active mostly okay. that i post memes on my story but like at least once a week i'll throw up a new picture i just did a really fun photography shoot with a friend of mine uh mm-hmm. his name is alex corman let me pull up his instagram cool or real quick uh but yeah we just did like a photo shoot at night in these woods and only one of the four lightsabers i brought were charged so oh no <laughs> we had to do a shoot with Ahsoka with one lightsaber, but we got some really, really cool pictures, and he's very talented, so definitely check him out. He's in the Twin Cities area. Awesome. And, yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been so great having you on. Thank you so much, of course, to all of our listeners. Uh, let us know what you think. I'd love if you wanted to send in pictures of your own cosplays uh, yeah. You know, as fans. Please do that. We'd love to see them. Uh, I'll have posts about this podcast on both Facebook and Twitter, but also just send them in to us and I can post them or, just, you know, for us to see whatever you want it to be. Please let us know. And, of course, you can find all the ways to contact us by going to theethicalpanda.com. And that's where you'll find our email, our Facebook, our Twitter, and all sorts of stuff like that. And I see that Erin is having her hand up. So, Erin, what's the last word you want to share? Thank you for picking me, teacher. No, (laughs) I just wanted to, like, absolutely clarify. I just dropped my handle. If you have questions, hit me up. Yeah. Like, just about cosplay or, like, materials to use or just other cool people to follow. Like, I can just hit me up, you know? Be respectful and I'll respond. (laughs) 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Aaron, so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of our fans for listening. We have spoken. Bye.